know, I, I say this. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's get going. Um, so our DAF today is 92, Sanhedrin. Um, we pick up where we left off yesterday, which is on page 91B. Um, I guess, put an arrow here. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight lines down from when the long lines start. Or to Shechina. So, so at this point we're still discussing different aspects of... Um, we're going to be doing that for the whole, the whole continuation of the, this, uh, this daf also. Discussing aspects of Tchad team. So here's another aspect. Rava Ramiktiv. Ani amit ti machatzti v'ani arapeh. On one hand, it says God is going to uh, kill and then bring back to life. It seems like people are going to be completely in, in a healthy state. On the other hand, God is going to heal the people after they... We saw something like this yesterday, too. People are going to be healed after they come up, after they arise. So it seems like that's a contradiction. One hand, they're going to be healthy. One hand, they're going to be, they're going to be unhealthy and then healed. Um, so they answered... Uh, sorry. Um... Yeah. First, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna raise the dead, and then whoever needs to be healed will be healed. So it seems like again we talked about it. Someone has I don't know if you want to envision it. Somebody has um, uh, they were they were in a, an accident or something. Maybe they would arise uh, dismembered. I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy, but okay. Um, Tanya, Rabbi Meir, Okay, so here we're getting into. Oh, did we skip something here? Sorry, uh, we skipped. Tanor So you could. The pasuk says ani amit This is from. Um, this is from Dvarim. So this is a source. Yeah, this is from Dvarim Lamibet. This is a source from the Torah that kind of points to the fact that God will bring, will will make people die and then bring them back to life. It's kind of hints to it maybe from the Torah. So, so they want to bring a question on this. And it's a bright hour. They say, Maybe, it's not really talking about one person who's God's going to, they're going to die and they're going to bring back to life. Rather, God's talking about different types of people. One person is going to make die, another person is going to be born. It's not talking about Tchadamitim per se. How do I know it's talking about Tchadamitim? We could be talking about different people with different, with different fates. Just like um, someone who gets uh, someone who needs someone who, who is injured and then gets healed um, is with one person. This is like a big. This is stressing them out very much. The fact that they don't, there's no clear answer in the Torah for tchadamitim. So here's one. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of a complicated one because you have to go to the person who is sick and then healed and then from there you extrapolate to somebody who knows but we're going to see that they're, they're going to be doing that a lot I just want to show you there's this book here called uh, by Neil Gilman he's uh, he's not healthy right now but, but he was a very active professor at JTS seminary and he goes through the different sources of academy team in the Torah and his he argues that Judaism brought in different ideas from outside cultures with regards to uh, the resurrection but nevertheless, he, he analyzes the different sources, and his, his, I agree with him. The strongest sources are, are not really from some of these sources we're going to see right now, but rather from Daniel. Daniel is really good, strong. So we're going to see that pretty soon. So um, this, is, this is a nice book. All right. Um, 
Okay, so we're. Uh, okay, uh, okay, Tanya. Now we're going to go into um, one, two, three. We're going to go to three, three ways to show that three other ways to call the team is from the Torah. You'll tell me what you, what you, what your thoughts of these are. Tanya, Amar Rabbi Meir, Yashir That's one. So it says Az Yashir sing. It just said they, they they sung. They're going to sing. So anytime you have a, a future tense, you can say that it's hinting. I don't know. Um, so now they ask a question. So uh, Shlomo's wives built a uh, an altar to um, to this this god Kamosh or Kamosh. Um, so, so are we going to say that Shlomo is going to build an altar in the future too, or is why is it going to build? It's, it's, the altar is going to be on his name in the future. It's hard to say that. So, any you can't say every time it's as a future tense. It means that it's re- relating to the world to come. So it's not that it's gonna, so yes it's true anytime you have a future tense it could be hinting to the future the, the world to come why is it here saying in the future it's because it's Shlomo uh, Shlomo's wives did it and it's thought of as if he did it meaning like, as if he thought about doing it so they put it on his name like he thought about doing it in the future because he allowed his wives to do it but it's not that um, hinting to the fact that in the future he's going to build an altar that's the way that they got out of it. So here's another. So here's another um, stab at it. So that's another way to go about doing it. And I, I remember reading. There's a pasuk that comes before this, which kind of hints to um, something else. I, for, I, I have to see that again. But some people connect this to the pasuk that comes before this and show that. Um, connected to Lama Ba. I, I forget which pursuit that was. Here's another one from Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Anybody says Shira in this world, or Zocher to say it in the next world. Someone who uh, is Yoshve Beitecha in this world will be Mehalel in the future world. The Rambam is that. Isn't it the Rambam with Ashrei? That. Isn't the Rambam uh, with saying Ashrei three times a day? Yeah, it's in the Gemara. Right? But, yeah. but uh, I know Rambam, Rambam codifies right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's worth thinking, what's, why does he have to tell us this? Someone who says Shira in this world, so I'm a ba. I mean, I don't know. Anything you do in this world affects your situation in the next world. I don't know. It's like, why specifically Shira? What's that about? I don't know. Um, so here's, an, here's a third stab at it. So we had Rabbi Shub and Levi, we had the bright of Rabbi Meir, now we have Rabbi Chia Bar Ava. Okay. Uh, so the idea of Yachtav, they'll be speaking uh, 
They'll be singing together. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because there's a there's a in the end of Masachet Tanit. It says in the future all the tzaddikim will be standing in a circle. Ever heard that one? That yeah. midrash. I don't know if that's the same thing as this. Here it says they're going to be singing. They're going to be singing in one voice. It could be. It could be that they're going to be singing like kind of like in an orchestra to some extent. I don't know because um, maybe that's the same concept that everybody's in a circle. All the tzaddikim in a circle are pointing. And here's my God. They'll be singing together. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. I'm just wondering if it's saying that they're all going to be saying the same thing, or if they're all going to be joining together in song. I don't know. <coughs> all right. Just uh, coffee if you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, we're on page uh, Tadi Aleph Mubet, um, three lines from the bottom. Okay. So, so we okay. So we got through um, those sources, which I personally, they maybe that's hinting to the. I don't know if they're the strongest proofs for. Adam 18 from the Torah. I mean, anytime it says something in future tense. Lost my place. Yeah, so we're three lines from the bottom on page 91b. Um, 91b. So right now we're going to go into um, another discussion. And this, this I think, is kind of connected to Adam 18. Throughout these pages, there's, there's going to be three main themes. One is... Um, we're going to go into these ideas of wisdom. Wisdom's pretty prevalent on these, this pa- the next two pages, the mm-hmm. next page. Um, we're going to talk about Yechezkel, how Yechezkel revived the dead, and also Daniel, how Daniel and, those, and his comrades survived death. These are all, the, all ideas of life and death. Um, and I, I off, we can op- just... Aren't those the only real two hard in the Tanakh, Daniel and his Yechezkel? Like Shmuel, we brought something back from the dead. Right, but I'm talking yeah. of the future. Which is yeah. Daniel and Yechezkel really basically the... And there's also in Yeshayahu, there's discussion of it a little bit. Yeah. He brings that in here too. And Daniel. So, right. But you're saying acts or yeah. events? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what about uh, Eliyahu? Right. Um, Eliyahu was, is... Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's interesting that they didn't bring that. I don't know. Um, but here we're going to be talking about dot, knowledge. And that's going to be a prevalent theme throughout the next daf. So it's worth thinking about how sages understood life and death, maybe in terms of knowledge and in terms of our connection to spirituality. And it's not just necessarily a life and death uh, mortality, but rather living a good spiritual life is, means that you're alive and having knowledge. That's what they're going to say here. Someone who doesn't, who withholds knowledge or a halacha from their talmid is like that they, is, is as if they rob them of their, in, their family's inheritance. Everybody, it's all of our inheritance, the Torah. And somebody who doesn't teach some, their student what they need to learn, they're withholding from them their, their inheritance, like they're robbing them of that. So someone who withholds knowledge from their 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 Talmud, even all the um, uba, ubarin, all the uh, embryos, all the uh, embryos in their mother's uh, wombs, they curse him. So uh, it's it's well known the the idea from Masechanida where the the baby yeah there's a uh, the embryo learns all the Torah in the womb and then when it's born it, it it forgets all of it and it has to relearn it so some people say that that's the idea here that even those that know everything in in the womb they still are cursing this individual who's withholding the learning so komenal kamitam afil ubarin shemeno mekalinatoshinemar monea 
Monea bar yikavu le'om. Ve'in le'om ela ubarim. So there's some, some... What? How do we get from... How do we make the transition yeah. from... Uh, it's got to be team to this. Yeah, transition from, from future tense on... Yeah, totally. I totally was feeling that. So where, where did we make that transition? Yeah, right here where it says the third... Right at the third line up, Yehud Amarav. All of a sudden, he just jumped into this withholding your knowledge. And it's not, there's no connection in terms of the rabbis who taught the lesson. It's not clear. That's why I was trying to offer maybe the idea that withholding knowledge is a form of withholding life. Maybe a conception. It's, it's not, there's no clear transition there. Um, there's, there, there were also editors who put, put a lot yeah. of, sometimes put different, um, like uh, Rav Ashi and Ravina, they, they, when they put together the Gemara, sometimes they put different pieces together. It doesn't always flow. It's not like perfect editing. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you that it's, it's difficult. Um, that's why I tried to offer what I offered. Um, we're on the top of page, Sadi Beramud Aleph. Um, so, yikav, yikav, I think it's Yikavuhu Le'om. So, Ein Le'om Ela Ubarim. Those are the, the fetuses. Shinemar Le'om Le'om Ye'emats. From the time of, uh, of uh, Rivka and Esav and Yaakov, they were fighting the Le'om in her stomach. Um, from there we learned that, that Le'om means Ubar. Ve'en Kava Ela Kalash. Shinemar Ma Ekov Lo Kava El. Ve'en Bar Ela Torah. Shinemar Nashkuvar Penyenach. Okay. A certain limud there, they find, they figure, they work out. Um, okay, so what happens to somebody who doesn't, so there's an issue here. Somebody who withholds their knowledge from a student, um, it's as if, uh, it's, a, it's a bad thing. And uh, I don't know if you ever, in the Masechet Avot, it says, uh, uh, if, you, uh, even if you learned a lot of Torah, al tachzik tovala atzmecha, ki lekach notzarta. Familiar with that? Yeah. Somebody, uh, if you learned a lot of Torah, don't 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 hold yourself in high esteem because for this you were created. Some people say that talks about Don't not that don't hold yourself in high credit, but don't hold the good to yourself. Don't hold all the Torah so yourself because that's what you're created for. You're created to teach other people. So if somebody doesn't teach, it's like they're not living what they, they're not living their. What the, for what they were created. Maybe that's the idea. That they're not alive. And is that also where we learn that if you learn for the sake of saying that you would learn it, better you shouldn't have been born? Um, it says that, but there's, there's other comments. The other comments would say if you learn for the sake of learning, for the sake of whatever, if you're, as long as you do it. Yeah, it'll bring you hopefully to slowly, slowly. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> it's so funny how you can have such... Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, there is a reconciliation to that, but... Uh, I'll tell you that. Okay. And, yeah. Ula bar Ishmael Omer. So right now we're all in these uh, comments of Amoraim, and they're stating different things. And here's he's saying, what what happens to somebody who doesn't teach their student the halacha that they need to learn? Menakvino to kikvara. So we uh, we puncture the individual like a sieve. So that's a that's a, what's it called? That's a like a, a sieve. A sieve. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a lot of leaks. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? That's um, a uh, what's it called? Menape. Um, what's it um, in English? Sorry. Uh, a strainer, right? Strainer. Some, yeah. So, what? Sip, sip, yeah. Um, so, so, so we punk, it's punctured like a sip. So, yikavu tiv hatam veikav chor b'dal tov amar abai kol ki ochla de katzer. So Abai disagrees and he says 
Um, it's even worse. It's like, uh, or it, it's another thing. It's like a, a laundering utensil that they used to use, which had holes in it, which you sprinkled over the, the clothes. Some people say the idea is that somebody who doesn't teach, you, you lose all your knowledge that way. So it's like a sieve. Things go, you, you lose your knowledge. So that's, that that's, is, that's, a, that's a true statement. Use yeah. it or lose it. Exactly. So, that, so it's not like a direct punishment from God. It's like a, it's a cause and effect. It's a natural exactly. order of things. It's also yeah. true that when you teach a t topic, that's when you learn it best. Yeah. Without doubt. Without doubt. Yeah, yeah maybe the Ubarin, yeah, maybe the Ubarin also is that you have nurturing and the mother's womb and this person's withholding himself from nurturing so that, I don't know, nurturing the student. All right. So, but if you taught the student, this is all part of the same pasuk. It's a continuation of the other pasuk. Or it's, it's the pasuk before. And so the idea is that if you withhold it, it's bad. If you do teach it, you get a lot of blessings. I think it's uh, So the same idea is that, so if somebody who teaches, they, get, they receive a lot of brachot like and, and the Pasuk says Mashbir and Yosef it says Mashbir and Yosef had a lot of bracha. Oh, okay. Here's the connection. Yeah, what's the connection? Where's the connection? Next Pasuk. Marav Sheshem. So, so that's the connection between teaching and... and, and, and uh, okay. I hear that. Okay. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a different person. So it's, these are all separate statements. Right, right, right. But, but, it's there's all a, but there's a connection between teaching and, 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 and yeah. your schut in okay. Lawabah. So if you're schut in Lawabah, then there's tchiat ametim. Yeah, Shachach. That's, that's good. Yeah. good. Yeah, that's nice. good. That's good, because that's actually the end of this, this little piece. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Kol ha-med zohar ha-balam ha-zeh, zochet m'lamda l'lam ha-ba. Shnemar u-marua hu-gam hu-yoreh. Let's just see what the exact pasuk is. Um... Umarva, umarve, umarva, gamhu Okay. Amar So okay. So we finished that. Those are statements about teaching, withholding knowledge. And I offered maybe that it could be connected to knowledge is life. And if you withhold knowledge, you withhold life, and that's death. I don't know. But you offered another one, which is also really good. Amar um, So now we're getting back to this idea. So how do I prove tchanamitim? There's going to be a few answers, three answers to this, and more emoraic answers again. Um, and here we're going to get into, I think, the juicy ones, the good ones. Um, so the first one is maybe not as juicy. So it says, Ruven will live and, not, will, and will not die. Okay. So here's the Psukimi Daniel. So this is, it's the Pshat, right, of Daniel. Daniel is obviously a later book than the Torah. So, um, Rabbi, so it says, many from this, those who are sleeping in the Adamat Afar, in the ground, will arise, it says. Some, olam for infinite life. And some will, for reproaches and everla everlasting, um, uh, I wrote a word here, but Dira'on is uh, disgrace. So some will arise to, uh, to good things, some are everlasting disgrace. Um, Ravashi also brought another pursuit from Daniel. So go and rise uh, to your destiny in the, in the end of days. And the, so here, uh, Psukim and Daniel are pretty straightforward in talking about that. Just like, I'll just read them really just for a second in English. Just so here. Many of those that sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life, others to reproaches. And the knowledge will be radiant like the bright expanse of the sky. And those who lead the many to righteousness will be like the stars forever. But you go on to the end. You shall rest and arise to your destiny at the end of days. 
So that's the end of the book too. So those psukim, and those psukim we read at, at you know during funeral um, processions and stuff. So um, I think that's the strongest strongest um, evidence for Tzadkim team in the in the Tanakh. And he thinks that too in that book. But that's like the latest Tanakh, isn't yeah, that? Yeah, it's a it's, it's a like it's a late book. Yeah, Babylon. Right. Yeah, it's a late book. Yeah. So they're trying to find different hints in their earlier books, but uh, they're none of them are as explicit. What you do with that, that depends maybe on what denomination you're in, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, No, I meant in terms of the sourcing, because you alluded that many of the sources, it's considered that we take outside sources to use. Yeah, that's a, that was his thesis. To Daniel, which is a later. Yeah, that, that was his thesis. So I mean, it's plausible because. Yeah, that was that. his thesis that he said that they brought in from uh, Zoroastrian um, uh, approaches into the tradition. It's hard to say that if within your in the Orthodox, uh, set, you know, because it's uh, it's like a really serious thing to kind of make team. I mean, they they put it as one of the things, one of the three main things that you have to believe to get to Lama Ba. So it's a touchy topic, but it's you know, it's, it's an academic approach at least. Um, and the sages were stressed out by it. Obviously, they bring they so many sources. They have to be stressed out by Olam Ba and Priyat Metim because everything falls. Yeah, right. No, not just that. It's just it it it. it it is empirically obvious that we see that justice is not done in this world. So the only way we can believe in ultimate justice is that there's some layer here mm-hmm. that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, part of that has to be alone. I mean, yes, you could say, well, I don't see the complete story here. Even in this world, I don't mm-hmm. have the complete story. I you know, there's all these Hasidic stories about not seeing the complete mm-hmm. picture. But at the end of the day, yeah. if you believe in divine justice, absolute, yeah. you've got to fill in the gap somehow. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm, also with the reincarnation that fills in some of the gaps. Yeah, exactly. But the question is why you have to go to, uh, why to go into um, into corporeal um, future uh, uh, life. It could be uh, something spiritual. Why do they have to go? Yeah. But that's, I think that's where yeah. we're... Yeah, it's the, the question of do we understand what it means to have a spiritual life, and, and yeah. if we don't get our reward, especially for well, we don't have a lot of time. But if we don't yeah. have a lot of, if, as, yeah. as as creatures, as corporeal creatures, we don't understand. Yes, we're trying. Well, to the it refers to the nesham of the guf. It has to, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's so it's not so that's up for discussion with Rama Ramban. But let's keep going here. Amar Arbi Eliezer. Okay, so now we're going into a few, um, another statement. Rabbi Eliezer, kol pranasha manhige tetzibur benachat, zochen manigam le'olam haba. It's just, these are a few, we're going to go through, oh, so here we're going to go through 13 statements of this, of this Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer ben, I think it's, he's the second, I think it's Rabbi Eliezer ben, I think he's the second generation of Mora in Eretz Yisrael. Um, and he has 13 statements here, and they're all kind of circling around the idea of dot, of wisdom and knowledge. So let's kind of, we're going to try to go through them kind of briskly, so um, kind of quickly, so we can uh, catch up. Okay. Knowledge is great because it was placed between two letters of God's name. Ki el Hashem. Deot is in between El and Hashem, surrounded by good things. So that means it must be a good thing. Right, here's here's another one. Arabi Elazar, Arabi Elazar, a gadol mikdash shinitam bein shdeotiot shneimar paal Hashem mikdash Hashem koneni odecha. So there's mikdash is between two Hashem's there, and so mikdash is also on a high level. 
so someone asked a question. So he asked a question. Does it mean that everything that's in between the two names of God is good? Well, it says here, well, it's just, so it should be the Dula Nekama, uh, revenge, vengeance, is, is big because it's between two to you. It says, El Nekamot Hashem, El Nekamot Afiyah. So you have El Nekamot Hashem, um, El. There's actually, it's in between three names of God. Um, so Nekama is, is revenge. Revenge. Uh, so Hofia Amarle Lemilte Hachinami. Yeah, true. It actually is good in its own in its in, in the right context. Kidula Damar Ula Shtehofayot Halalu. These two Ofayot which says Hofia Shem Lama Lama Achat Lemidat Tovav Achat Lemidat Pronu. It says Elakwas Shem and Elakwas Hofia. There's two 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 times it appears in Nekama. One is God could sometimes uh, appear in a positive way, sometimes appear in a negative way. Um, and, and the idea of that God could take vengeance, it could be, it, that's, that's perfectly fine in the right context. But only Hashem, the commas only Hashem can take it. Uh, I mean, right, don't we? No, I mean, there's, there's times where God, uh, like in. The, the no, no, Hashem, the, the concept I mean, of the comma. I'm saying that David Amelech in, in Tehillim talks about God, help, uh, praise to God to have him have, find vengeance from his enemies and stuff. I see, I was taught that the comma. I mean, the way we yeah. the classic Nakama is, is rock. It's just Hashem takes Nakama. Yeah, no, I agree. I hear with you. I hear what you're saying. Maybe that's why they're saying it's in between. The that's what I'm saying because only Hashem, the real Nakama, is only. Yeah, the, I mean it's that's a big uh, topic, but uh, maybe that's what they're hinting to here that they're putting in between the God's names, and there's three names here, so you have to be really careful <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so another statement of Rabbi El- Elazar. Um, Anybody who has wisdom, uh, knowledge, it's like they built a big mikdash was built in their days. Um, so we saw mikdash is between two. Now he's connecting the things. Mikdash is between two na- names of God. Wisdom is between two names of God. So therefore, someone who has wisdom, it's like they built the, the temple was built in their days. They become rich. So this could be just a practical thing. The more knowledge you have, the more ability you can to uh, be successful in business. But maybe there's more. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's more. Shneimar, Obedat Chadarimi Malu, Kol Hon Yakarvanayim. Barmar Be'ezar, Kol Adam Sheimbodash. And now what happens if someone doesn't have knowledge? This is intense. Somebody doesn't have knowledge, so you can't have any mercy upon them. Shneimar, Kilo, Kilo Am Binot, Hu... So some people explain that somebody, it's somebody who doesn't who doesn't have knowledge and doesn't want to learn. So you don't have to go you don't go out of control um, trying to force them to learn if they don't want to learn, or if somebody's using knowledge the wrong way. That's how commentators explain it, because otherwise it's difficult. Someone gives their their bread to somebody who doesn't have dea. Yisurim bayim alav. All these all, uh, afflictions. They're, they're afflicted. Someone who gives their bread to somebody who doesn't have knowledge. This is now the, um, we're on the, I, I have listed as the seventh, but it could be the eighth or ninth. Um, somebody who doesn't have knowledge, in the end they're going to be, um, they're going to be exiled. Um, I don't know, I think that the idea, maybe the idea is like, you know, if you're not, sometimes you can sit in a room, you don't know what people are talking about, you feel completely like a stranger, you know, so the more knowledge you have, and it's like somebody asking about learning Talmud, why do you learn Talmud? You just learn the bottom line, halacha. The more you learn Talmud, the more you're involved in the discourse, the more you feel connected, you're not, you're no longer a stranger. You can do all the halacha, but if you don't know what they're talking about behind closed doors, 
it's like you're not really connected. So I don't know. That could be the, the idea of exile. Shinemar lechen galah ami mi bli dat v'amar bi elazar kol bayt she'ain divrei torah nishmaim the same idea nishim bo balayla. If there's no divrei torah in the night, esh ochalta achoto. Shinemar kol choshech tamun litzvanav tochleu esh lo nafach yirasarid bo'alo. Ain street el tamei chamim shinemar v'sidim asher Hashem kore. So that's uh, eight. Number nine. So that was the idea that if there's no t- to learning Torah, no Torah in the house, it's like uh, there's, there's fire there. It has to be Torah in the night in the house. Um, so we're thinking about what that means. That what what that's pointing to. Amar Azar, Kol Sheino Menatim. Someone doesn't uh, benefit ben, uh, the benefit and allow the Tamid Chacham to benefit from their property. Doesn't see a bracha leolam. Shinemar ain sari lo chlo aken lo yachil tuva ain sari ela tamidi chamim shinemar v'sidim asher Hashem correct. So so you have to allow tamidi chamim to benefit um, sages to benefit from your 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 property. Um, maybe that's also the idea of being connected. If you can't learn on your own, to connect somehow to to learning in an indirect way. Vamar Rabbi Elazar kol sheno mesher pat al shochano enora esimar bracha leolam shinemar ain sari lo chlo aken lo yachil tuva. Tuvo or tovo. Um, if you don't leave bread after you eat, there's an idea like you shouldn't. Um, my grandfather used to be careful with this in Israel. He used to leave some, something on his plate all the time after he finished eating, um, to show that that there this was a lot of blessing that guy gave us. Some people overflow their cup with wine when they do kiddush. Idea you want to show like we had so much food and there's even more left over. So some people leave breadcrumbs. Oh, so gluttony to show you're not a glutton. Ah, okay. So that's another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Yeah, right. that is true too. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I was told about that one. By the way, that I mean, everything has a that, you, that when you eat, you know, some people have a tendency to kind of bring themselves close to the plate no. to eat. You shouldn't do that. You should bring the spoon no. and the fork to your mouth because that's also sort the of gluttony. gluttony yeah, kind okay. of go that's into the and also behemoths do that. Yeah, they yeah. they go to yeah, the. Yeah, that's an idea. You shouldn't like walk. You shouldn't eat while you walk. Right. It says, you shouldn't eat while they walk. Ever see, if you're ever in a place, you'll see certain rabbis will be sitting down to make sure they sit during a kiddush or something. That's yeah. also. Um, it also says, like, you're like an animal when you do right. that. It says in the Talmud, yeah. Um, so, but then they ask a question on this. Vama Rabbi Elazar says something opposite. Someone who leaves breadcrumbs on their plate, it's like they're serving idols. Shinemar, Arochim, Lagad, Shuchan, Mamlim, Mineim, Masach, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Lokasha, it's not difficult. Hadika Shlema Behade, Hadaleka Shlema Behade. So um, it's only like Avodazarah, Rashi says, if you bring, if you leave breadcrumbs on your table with bread, cause that looks like a sacrifice. It looks like a service to idol worship, if you, to, to idols. There's, maybe there's some sort of service like that where you bring bread to an idol and then you leave the breadcrumbs. I don't know. But if you just leave the breadcrumbs without a big uh, slice of bread, it's not as it, 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 that's a proper thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay? So make sure you remember that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is a good one too. Tatua, Tatua is the connection in one of the verses talking about Avodah Zarah. Um, so it says here, anybody who changes their language, their dibur. And Rashi says here um, something interesting. He says, Mishaneb dibroshloyanikar. So you're, just, you're playing around with somebody, you're talking to them, and you're pretending you're somebody that you're not. 
Um, sometimes you, and I think it's the same idea of like you're kind of stealing their dots, their knowledge. And uh, sometimes you see that kind of sometimes with sarcasm. Uh, sometimes it gets out of control and people are so sarcastic that they, they, make, they don't know, the person doesn't know what's going on. I think that's a form of like kind of stealing their dot to some extent. So I think that's the idea of, if dot is life and you're moving their dot, that's like death. So I think that might be a connection here. Um, Someone looks at private, at, pri- uh, at private sexual parts, uh, parts that are supposed to be covered. Erva, kashtonin eret. Their bow is emptied, so it really means they become sterile. Shenemar arya taor kashtecha. So Amar bi Elazar lolam have kabel v'kayam. So this is his last statement. So you should be, you should be humble and, and quiet. So kabel is. Rashi says you should be kabel, like kind of like accept everything or be be silent, the kayam, and just like live, like maybe live in the moment, something like that. Um, and then Rabbi Zera adds on to this. We learned a similar thing, and this is from a Mishnah. So. There's a there's a mission a mission that says if you have in your house you're in your house and your your house af- might be afflicted by um, tar- by leprosy or tar- what's called tzarat in the Torah, don't go out of your way to like turn on all the lights and open the windows. You know what you see you see and uh, maybe you, you, you don't you keep it dark, you can keep it dark. And so that's like that's like a fascinating approach. Like usually we're like no you know, get your magnifying glass check all the bugs on your on your on your leaves, on your leaves, and here he's saying, uh, you know, what's there is there, and... Um, Accept it? Is that where the Kabel comes from, you think? Oh, so Rashi has like a weird thing where says, Kabel is from Lashon Afel, which is dark. Yeah. Kabel Afel. Huh. Afel v'shafel. Make yourself, like, dark and, and lower yourself. Um, but Rabbi Zer is connecting it to a, a halacha, where it says, if you have a situation where... Uh, you might ha- you might have uh, like this sarat leprosy on your house. Don't go out of your way to turn all the lights and put the you know, the. Uh, See, I look at it differently. That it has to do with don't accept it. I look at it more literally. That don't try to f- see it differently. In other words. It is what it is, and don't put on the lights to think. Oh, maybe you look at it. And yeah, you see yeah. something. You'll, you'll see it differently. Yeah. That it it is. It, it is, is what it, it yeah. is. What it is. Yeah. No, so that, exactly, yeah. So that's like there was a question when, uh, when people started, uh, scientists started finding all these microorganisms in, in water and stuff like that. So people started asking Rabbi, well, I can't drink water now. So like, it is what it is. But Rabbi, someone's on our So what you see with your eyes is what you see. You know, you don't have to go out of control. Right. But there is a, there's a, a trend to keep going all the time. You know? But that's the commercial. Yeah. But yeah. And here it seems like that's not. Right. Maybe, maybe that's a. It's interesting, right? Yeah. It's like uh, his last statement, too, out of all this. I don't know, maybe that's like, maybe saying that's the proper form of knowledge. He's talking all about knowledge. This is a, this is a proper way to think. I don't know. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. So now we're going into um, a few more statements on we're back to We're out of Rabbi Elazar. We're going back to a few statements on Tchadamay team. So, Amar Tavi, and these are, again, these are Amoraim. Amar Tavi, Amar Yeshaya. My dichtiv, Sha'ol, Sha'ol, Rech. Rechem, Rechem, Eretz Lo Savamayim. There's a connection between there, a Rechem, a um, uh, womb, and the grave, Sha'ol. So, Sha'ol, it's a Rechem. What's the connection between a grave and a womb in this Pasuk? Elamalacha. So, here's, he's like bringing, he's bringing something from, I guess, from, from reality to try to understand Tchadim Again, they're trying to work, work through this. Uh, 
Just like the womb, uh, the seed goes in and it comes out, so too the grave, it's not over. I think that's something powerful where we often view it that as these are really separate things. Uh, but he's saying these are similar. If somebody uh, starts and, and enters in one place, they, end, they, they exit in another world, another situation. So it's not, he wants to connect birthing process to to dying, which is like kind of fascinating. Well, we use that expression, right? Womb to, de- to grave, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. So here's womb, yeah, womb to grave like womb, womb like grave. <laughs> um, so he goes, Falok Dreim Kaz, it's even more so, Kava Homer. So, so it's very you know when this when this when the the seed uh, enters into um, when the seed is enters into the, uh, is, uh, you know the womb yeah um, it happens quietly and when the baby comes out the baby's crying it comes out kolot kolot somebody's you know they're dying they're not that quiet often they're they could be crying or being or, or making noises. The, yeah, exactly. The Good, thank you. Isn't it the more so that they'll come out, but and it's explained that in the time of Tchadamitim, there's going to be a big shofar that's blown. So there's going to be a lot of noise at that time. So it seems like even more so. So, okay. So, so from here, we have another, uh, another uh, answer to Tchadamitim in the Torah. So you can see if that's, if, first of all, um, that's not from the ter- it's not from the Torah per se. That's from uh, Sh- oh, it's from uh, where is that? Uh, that's from Mishle. But okay. Um, so here's another statement. Um, okay. So here's another statement. I just want to point out if I had the I do have a board. I don't know if that's whatever. But I'll just put it say it out loud. There are three. Um, there according to this Gemara, there's a lot of pers- the order of the world to come. But according to this Gemara, there's uh, Olamaba. There's a stage where the world there's there's a stage where the world yeah, there's Yamoda Mashiach, there's a Mashiach. Afterwards the stage where the world's gonna be desolate for a thousand years. After that there's gonna be Olam Abba. Oh, it's really like Yamoda Mashiach, desolate, then Olam Abba, the future world. And that's gonna be Tikanam Eighteen. There's those three stages. So they're gonna say this Tadikim are going to uh, be put to death, they're gonna die, and they're going to come back in Yamoda Mashiach, this first stage. And then they're going to stay alive through that desolate period, through Tchadami Team. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to die in Yemona Mashiach, and they're only going to come back in Tchadami Team. So they're going to ask, well, what are the Tzadikim going to be doing in that whole thousand-year period? So there's a lot of d- deep things here, I, I, but um, it's worth thinking about. So Tandav Eliyahu. This is a Tandav Eliyahu. Tzadikim Shatina Kodesh Baruch Hu L'Achayotan. They're never go- after God revives them. They're never going to. So we're on the second to last line on page Tadi Benamut Al. So it's connecting Tadikim to Kedusha, and just like Kedusha is always exists, so too Tadikim. So Tadikim after they revive, they're never going to go back to to the uh, to the dirt to the earth. So, so you might ask, that desolate, 1,000 years, Rashi says, see, this is in Rashi, the top of the page. So, yeah, it's, that's a whole topic within itself. Is, is the world going to be desolate for 1,000 years? Is the world only going to be around 6,000 years? Or, you know, it's a whole topic. But 
Yes, that's the idea. So it's around six. Sorry, it's around six thousand. Mm. It's desolate for seven thousand. Plus one. Yeah, because that's the Shabbat. Right. And then something else is created, a whole other situation. Right. So. And, and, and of course, we're at 5,778. Yeah. yeah. So, as my father used to say, it is Shabbat afternoon. Yeah, you afternoon, can bring in the Shabbat early. You can bring in the Shabbat early. Yeah, exactly. So, Maimonides says that that, that, that counting is a, in the morning of Achim, he says that's an analogy. So. And the Kabbalists have a whole seven sevens. It keeps going. So there's a lot of different counts. But um, so he says. So the tzaddikim mahenos. So what are the tzaddikim doing during this time? This desolate. So it says. Yeah. Shnei marvinis gavashem levadobi yamahu. Tzaddikim mahenosim. What are they doing during this desolate period? So a kadosh baruch selam kafam. God gives them wings. Kinesharim like like eagles. Veshatina pleamayim. They they fly all around on the water. So apparently there's going to be all water at that period. So, so maybe Yoshema Tomar Yeshlem Tsar. Maybe this is going to be difficult for them. It's flying around for a thousand years. That's not easy. So They're not going to be tired. They're not going to be stressed out. It'll, it'll be good. Um, I think this idea that they're going to uh, have wings. There's this idea um, where all humanity is supposed to be elevated to the level of angels. And the Ramchal actually talks about that. It's talking about how humans will be able to fly in the future, this idea where there'll be a level of angels, whatever that means, if angels are flying. And then animals, Arizal talks about, they might go to a level of humans, they'll be able to talk. So there's this idea. So this is the idea that, pointing out the idea that they're going to be in this whole other level of knafaim, wings. Um, all right. So, so we see here that the tzaddikim are never going to, uh, they're not going to be... Uh, they're not going to die. They're going to stay alive. Now they're going to ask a question from Yechazkel. Yechazkel brought people, and Yechazkel, Yechazkel brought, uh, the, his vision had people being brought back to life. Um, and it doesn't say here, but those people are still aren't around now. <laughs> so apparently they died. So they're asking a question from Yechazkel. They say, you say that Tzadikim are going to be alive forever. Yechazkel apparently uh, revived some Tzadikim, and those Tzadikim are dead. So how does this work out? So they have to be revived again, because <coughs> that, that wasn't during Sofayamim. If they're revived again, and they're not Tzadikim, um, and that con- if they're revived again, that, that contradicts what we said earlier. Tzadikim will never have to be revived again. But does it mean B'yamei HaMashiach? Because that wasn't B'yamei HaMashiach, but Yechazkel. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's talking sp- exclusively about those who die and are revived during Yemei HaMashiach. But if it was a Tzadik... They would never have to be revived again because it says kedusha is always kayam, so do tzedekim always always exist. So that's you know what's what's also interesting about all this is don't have enough time. Yeah, but all of this can be interpreted. I mean, our technology is taking us to this yeah state, yeah. right? I mean, we fly around all the time. Yeah. We don't get tired because the airplane flies us around. That's we, really good. We can we can grab a piece of DNA from people and slow. We're not that far from if you give me a complete DNA. Yeah, yeah to, that's to, really to good. Make a person. I really like that. You want to broadcast a show oh, yeah. far around the world? Today, actually, we could do that. That's good. Now, of course, then you say, no, no, no that's not what I had in mind. I had in mind that, that you know, it's, it's a little like more a little joke about yeah. about you know God sending the boat and the airplane. Yeah. And, uh, so Ravari Kaplan wrote, wrote stuff about that and science and how. Scientists could revive the body, um, and then God would give the soul or something like that. So, yeah. when, when, do you, when do you say that's actually God's hand, and when do you say yeah. well, that's not that's what, the what the Talmud thing. had in mind? That's the tricky thing. Yeah, right. totally. Right. So, so they're gonna 
That's really good. So they're going to ask here, they ask a question from Yechezkel. <coughs> you should learn from Yechezkel that they won't live. Tzadikim that are revived, they, they can die. So, so they say, so what's the answer to that? No, Echezka was a mashal. And so therefore we circumvent that problem. So how do, whose view is that? So now we're going to bring a brighter that lasts for like 12 lines. There's going to be four or five different approaches. The last approach is that, that approach. So Rabbi Elzer Omer, Metim metu. Let's kind of go through these views a little bit. They sang a song. Rabbi Yeshua says, uh, the, 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 uh, Rabbi Yeshua says, Shira, what, what song did the dead sing that Yechazgah brought to life? Another song. Rabbi Yehuda Omer. So this is the view. Rabbi Yehuda said, It was a mashal. That's the view we're going, going by. So if it was a mashal, Tzadikim do live forever. Those Tzadikim died and they didn't come back. Because that was just an analogy. Amalu Rabbi Nechem, we're still in the bright though. It's Tanaim talking. So he says, if it's emet, lama mashal. mashal, lama emet. So if you say it's a mashal analogy, then don't say it's true. Your language isn't so clear. He goes, no, I really meant be'emet mashal. It was really a, it wasn't emet. It was be'emet. It was really a mashal. Okay. Those dead people that Yechezkel uh, revived, they resuscitated. They ended up getting married. They had children. They went to Eretz Yisrael. They had children. And Amar, uh, I think it was Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera, Al Raglav Amar, Ani, Mi Bnei Bnei I'm from their grandchildren. I'm from their, their descendants. And these are the tefillin that, that my great-grandfather, my, my grandfather, um, that my, these are my grandfather's tefillin. Um, okay, that's an interesting thing, too. I think about Tchadamei um, Tim, uh, people who are brought back to life. Are those individuals, do they have to do, what kind of mitzvah do they have to do? Are they considered, like, real, I guess, I guess so, they're putting on tefillin. I don't know. It's a discussion. There's a discussion like that if you, if you create a, 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 per, a golem. In halacha, they have a discussion like that. Let's say you create a golem. Can they join in your minion? But but people who so. but people who become back are not considered like golem. Yeah. So but I remember reading Rav Rav Cook has in a letter. He says that you know the reason some people say there's not going to be no mitzvot in the future days. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, because the bodies are going to be so different. It'll be different. It won't be relevant to have these same mitzvot. But apparently here those bodies uh, they were putting on tefillin. So I don't know. But again, but doesn't it mean when they came back? Because again, we're talking sofayamim. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's a way to re- reconcile. That's the only, I, I mean, that's the only way I yeah. can reconcile. Yeah, 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 totally. So, so here, so we said that that was all analogy, but now we're going to say no. Now we're going to say, now that the Gemara is taking as a, as a, uh, uh, as a um, basic understanding that maybe it wasn't an analogy. They're not saying explicitly, but they're going to, they're going to discuss right now, um, let me see, like three, or, no, five, like four different approaches as to who were those dead people that Yechezkel resuscitated. And so apparently they're understanding this, uh, this, these Amoraim apparently are not understanding it like that Tana that said it was an analogy. They're understanding like the other Tanaim that said it, it was real. So if it was real, who were those dead people they resuscitated and why? And this is actually a pretty powerful thing because we're going to see that uh, he resuscitated people who maybe didn't deserve in our heads to be resuscitated. That's interesting. Maninhu metim shechi echazkel amarav zanamora elu bnei Ephraim shemanu leketz v'tau. So the the sons of Ephraim, 
they, they tried to under, think when the Egyptian exile was supposed to be done. And they, they made a mistake. They, they, they left too early. And they were not protected. The reason why people don't know these psukim is because they're in Divrei Amim. Um, and people don't often learn those books. <laughs> but... Uh, that's, that's why I don't know how to pronounce it. So, it was these children of Ephraim that, um, that were too hasty. They, they tried to get, they rush out too quickly. And nevertheless, they're, they're worthy of being re- resuscitated. But it gets even, it gets even, be- it gets even more, um, the mercies extend even further here. Um, Shmuel, uh, Rav's, you know, uh, com- Comrade, uh, or his uh, learning partner, Amar Elu Bnei Adam Shikafru Team. This is like amazing, right? We said that who doesn't have a place in the world to come? The first mission of our of our of our of our parak, mm-hmm. someone who's kofer b'tchanam etim. Yecheska resuscitated those who were those who denied tchanam etim, and there's no explanation for why he did this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a different approach. I don't know. They learn out from the Pasuk. Um, here's another approach. These are people who don't have any, any um, like, yeah, speck of, of, of mitzvah. These people are completely devoid, devoid of, of, of mitzvahs. We're still discussing. These are people who cover the the chal, the the what's the chal in English? Sanctuary. Sanctuary yeah, with shkatzim uh, ramasim. These abhor uh, these abhorrent um, uh, images or um, unkosher food, unkosher. Um, Animals. Insects or animals. So there's a saviv and a saviv, and they connect it. So we see here that all these people are being. Uh, uh, there's these people. St- there's still hope for these individuals. Um, and there's this idea that everybody doesn't. Everybody has a place in the world to come. It says in the beginning. And so maybe this makes that point. Uh, and it's a kavachomer. If these people, yeah. who clearly they're non, they don't believe they're they're heretics. If they can be brought back, yeah, then S- that so, so it could be that, or this could just be a different approach. We have the mission as one approach, and maybe the Amorim have a different approach to that because the mission, our mission, opens up. Anyone who says there's not tchanami team from the doesn't Torah doesn't have a place in the world to come. Here it seems like at least according to this approach, the understanding is that Yecheska, they do. Um, I once, I remember when I first came religious, I was like, it was like 20 years ago, I was stre- it stressed me out. I was 18, I was trying to figure out, like, whoa, this is like intense. No place at all. And I asked my grandfather in Israel, he didn't have such a uh, best answer. He, he didn't answer for me, but I thought it through. I heard a rabbi once say that this idea of chelek is an interesting idea, where everybody has a chelek, some people, it's a portion. Some people's portions are bigger, some people's portions are less. You could be doing positive things and negative things, you could have a bad portion and a good portion. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea of a portion opens, opens things up. And maybe this is the idea, maybe, is that you don't have a, a big, you're losing out on a huge portion if you don't remember, if you don't believe in Tchanamitim. 
and the uh, resuscitation of the dead. But if you've done some, if you've done positive things, maybe that portion will will remain, and maybe that's the idea of why he resuscitated them. I don't know. Could be. Well, the other thing is, just because you have a chelik in something, doesn't mean you're going to get it. In other words, <laughs> it's set aside for you. Yeah. The, the F-show, okay, that's but, good too. But yeah. you need to earn it. <laughs> that's true. That's good. By the way, what what they did have, if this is bnei fine, then that means that they they in, in Egypt believed in the geulah. They they miscalculated when it would come. That's but good. They clearly believed in the geulah. Yeah. So they believed in something important, and so that's really good. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's lots to say on that. Um, yeah. um, okay. Um, Okay, Ram Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, so we, we have Rabbi Yochanan gives another op- uh, option. Elu metin shuvikat dura. These are the, those who died in this valley of dura. So we're going to try to understand what that is, and this is going to bring us to the discussion of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, so Rabbi Yochanan, minar eshel ad rabat bikat dura shibesha shehigla Nebuchadnezzar harashat Yisrael hayu bahen b'chorim shayu meganin et achamabi yofyan. There was these these there was this location. Bikat Dura, and there was these gentlemen, these uh, Israel Jewish men, who were good-looking guys, and they were meganin etachamabi yofyan. The 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 sun is so bright, but they were so beautiful. These men that they were they put the sun to disgrace. Vayu uh, kazdiot, the 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 Kazdian women saw them, and so uh, so I was read this shavot zavot. They would uh, immediately start dripping uh, blood out because of their um, because they were so they were lusting after these men Amrulabalan they told their their husband and their husbands told the king and the the the, the king said to kill them and they still were uh, dripping blood Tziva Melech and, and the, the, the king came and he uh, he he ramsum is he flattened them completely so that you couldn't even see what they look like even after even after they died. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's those are the people that uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, that was the people that Yechezkel resuscitated according to Rabbi Yochanan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know what to. What well, maybe it's not. It has to do with the fact that they were flattened, that they were no longer recognizable. That it was yeah. a harder. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, flat, the, the ramsum. They, you're right. They were no flattened. longer. Recognize what they were. Yeah. I mean, maybe again, yeah, it makes the point you're of right. That the ability seen. to create from uh, to, to apparently from nothing, you know, yeah. from, from, from you know? indistinguishable. Yeah, I don't know the idea that they were so beautiful and that they were I don't something. There's something there. I don't know. Is that the key, though? So you think that? No, was I don't the know. Issue? Something about that's that. Like a, that's Something's like a race luck. I don't know what it story. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Rabbi Yochanan. Yeah, it's those Rabbi Yochanan. Right, and I'm saying it's good. Yeah, right? Rabbi Yochanan was the good, is the extremely good-looking guy. No, no, race luckish. Aristakis was going after Rabbi Yochanan because he thought he was good looking. Mm, I thought. Yeah. Oh, he dove in. He dove in. Yeah. He dove in right, right. So Rabbi Yochanan was the. And, he's, and he had the sister. Yeah. You think Rabbi I'm good looking? Have a sister. Right, 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 right. I got it mixed up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So now we're getting into the story of, of Hanania. And so we were talking about Nebuchadnezzar. We had four approaches to. Or I think it was four approaches. Five approaches to who um, Yechezkel uh, resuscitated. Uh, and now we're now we're we were talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Now we're gonna have a little discussion on that. We'll just kind of jump into that a little bit, and then we'll continue. Tanar um, Now we're in a in a in a brighter in a Tanaitic source. B'shashi pil Nebuchadnezzar roshat Chananya Mishael Vazara the Kishana Ash. Got when when Nebuchadnezzar threw the four uh, four people into the uh, the furnace in da- Dan- in Daniel's time. 
Amarlo Akadosh Baruch Lechezkel. So at that time, God said to Yechezkel, Lech v'achayam etim bebikat durah. This is so. This is all kind of happening simultaneously. When they were doing that, Yechezkel was alive at that time, and God said, "Go arise the dead from the, the bikat durah." And when he when he resuscitated the dead, those bones came and slapped, smacked him in the face, the Nebuchadnezzar's face. Amar ma tivan shel elo. What's what's up with this? Ma tivan shel elo. Amru la chavre and shel elo mechayem etim. These this guys these guys friends who you're throwing into furnace. This guy knows how to Yechezkel knows how to resuscitate the dead. Bebikatura patach lam. So immediately he started to say. Give, remember those praises. I don't know if you know. He gave praises to God. It's in um, it's in it's in what's it called? Uh, Daniel. Atohi kamara vervin v'timui kamata kifin. All these wonderful acts you've done. He started praising God. And Rabbi Yitzchak says, So it, it, we're lucky that God shut this, this, this evil person up. Because if he kept praising God, he would have made all of our tzaddikim look bad. He started to praise God so much that uh, he would have even outdone David. So it was good that uh, uh, an angel interjected. Okay, so that's I'll stop here. We're Very going nice. to get to six miracles that happened. Yeah, but that's fine. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Made some good. Uh, yeah, I was surprised actually. I think uh, when I was at the time.